Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. You need a Hummer? Bye. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. I think we should have dueling in the Olympics. <laughs> like old, old West. Do Aaron Burr and Alexander <laughs> Hamilton. That's right. Make it happen. Real guns, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that uh, will really weed out some people. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five-minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! Shavaka do. You want to sack? The guy is drunk. Whoopah! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. Happy weekend. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Oh, we had a week's worth of shows. We did, a whole week. And we're so glad to be with you. Mm-hmm. What is it, 9 a.m.? Are we early today? It's Live. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Oh. Come on, look at your watch. Yeah, just look at the whole clock. Come oh, on. that's right, because Buckeye basketball Sunday. <laughs> yes. There you go. Pre-game coverage starts at 11. Big I, Sunday here at the fan. I was confused. Well, yes, because tomorrow we have AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. And we're uh, we're crossing our fingers that we get to air all of it. Yes, because that's in between Buckeye basketball yeah, and Buckeye basketball should be hockey. off the air by 3. Mm-hmm. And then Jackets hockey coverage starts at 6.30. And we are contractually obligated to join the Jackets at 6.30. So if there's one minute left in the fourth quarter in the AFC championship game and Joe Burrow is dropping back to pass for the game-winning touchdown and you hear, we now take you to Blue Jackets hockey. (laughs) That's why. It's not our fault. Not because we want to. We have to do it. Legally obligated. But hey, just flip over to AM 1460 at that time. 1460 ESPN is what we call it. Okay. Brand, well, branding is very but, important. But it's on the AM. <laughs> yes, it's it the is. bigger thing because that is a dial you may have forgotten. And the fans HD too. That too. It's there as there well. If you have an HD button in your car, you can click it click. and it will take you to HD too. Yeah. What's coming up on the show today, Teddy? Well, you mentioned the Bengals. We recapped their big playoff victory last week and talked about some of the other exciting divisional games. We found out the Big Ten, they may be doing away with divisions. Baker, he told us he's stepping away from social media, so we can all, you know, be just relax and and take that in. Are you kidding? I'm I've been basically laying on the floor every night. Just I can't get Weeping, to sleep thinking about positions. Yes, of course. So sad. We chat about the danger of the Winter Olympics. How common man you love the danger of the Winter Olympics, and how you would like to tweak the biathlon a little bit to make it more exciting. I admit. Are you done? Is it are there more? Well, I think that's that's most of it. That's most of the show. Okay, all right. I admit to you, because you complain that you're cold all the time, that our office area is cold this week. Okay. All right, I admit to you. Okay. Will you admit to me that it's a million degrees in this studio right now? I was in this studio prior to us doing this for about 40 minutes before this, like, you know, an hour ago, I had a meeting and I went I here to get on it. I am sweating from the man And I was sitting right in here now. going, this feels so nice. No. <laughs> yes, it I'm is. dying in here. Nice I've been in here, here for two minutes and I'm ready to kill myself. <laughs> Common Man and T-Bone Weekend starts now. Common Man and T-Bone Weekend. How are you? I'm good. Good? You look, you look nice. Oh, well, thank you. What did I do you different? Re- you look rested. I Well, weirdly enough, I mean, we had a good weekend, got out. I went to go see Uncle Bo up in the land of... Uh, 
the land. What are you talking about? Uncle Bo is here every day. Right, but he also works in Berea. So yeah. he's he's got the helicopter. I didn't get to fly on it, but yeah. So I was up in Cleveland. We went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Look at you. Went to the Natural History Museum must, up there. Must be nice. Tell you what. Traveling. I, I looked at Melissa and I said, Where? so we were driving around the Natural History Museum. I said, this is a nice area because I don't, I don't live in Cleveland. I don't know Cleveland that well. She's from Northeast Ohio. I said, what campus are we on here? She goes, oh, this is uh, Case Western. I said, good school? She's like, yeah, yeah good school. I was like, kids going there? She's like, no. Not our kids. <laughs> Come on. I like at this point, you know, we're like, no, like, we're not. Nah, What's not I don't kids. even know if they get in, or get in, not get in. It's like, we're not, we're not doing that. No way. Case Dude. Western sounds like a backup quarterback for somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. My guy, lefty. I'm going to mm-hmm. say Case Western. Absolutely. No. So that was, yeah, beautiful campus up there. Then we all went right. to the natural history, saw uh, all your ancestors and mine. It was very good. A lot of fun. My my ancestors well, were there? you know, they had all the primordial people. Oh. The they had all that stuff going missing on. Missing links and stuff. Yeah, they had all that there. We had uh, dinosaur bones. We saw a, yeah. a moon rock. I got to pick up a meteorite, like what a little piece of a meteor. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Do they have, like, little sculptures of the apes as they were transitioning? Oh, they have, they have full-on body. They have, number one, they have, like, Lucy. Ape, ape dong? They have, <laughs> I didn't see any ape dong. They had Lucy, which is one of the the bone the bones. They I have know the bones of Lu- there. It's probably not the Lucy though. Probably I don't know. replica. It's probably replica. I'm guessing. Yeah. Oh, you know what else they have? It's not a replica. Balto. They have Balto the sled dog. You know the. Bal- I- they do. Okay. Iditarod. You ever heard of that? The, I've heard the of the Iditarod. Race? Okay, yes. that's based on a sled dog team had to get medicine. I think from Anchorage up to Nome, Alaska. Wherever they run the Iditarod now, that's what this was. And they did it quicker than any they anyone thought possible. And Balto was the lead dog in the sled dog team. All right. But and so he became a national hero. Everyone wanted to see Balto toward the country. Did they make a movie about this dog? Yes, it's all it's all over the place. So sadly, after all that, this dog was sold off to a place in Los Angeles that put him on display and didn't treat him right, and he got, you know, poor health and oh. Not taken care of. So a Cleveland businessman raised enough money to buy Balto and let him live out his days on a little preserve they had in Cleveland back, you know, in the 30s. And so when this dog died, living a happy life, they actually stuffed the dog, preserved it like you would a deer. I don't understand why more people don't do this with pets. Oh. You love the pet. Stuff the pet. Put it in the living room. Pet it. Well, that's what my wife has wanted to do with various animals of ours that have passed away. And I'm actually the one who Why? said no. Because I thought it would be weird if you came over and we had a cat just sitting on the floor. And it's like, oh, yeah, that cat's been dead for seven years. Maybe I should have said, go ahead for it. Let's do it. Why not? I, d- I don't know. I thought it would be a little bizarre. Ted, if you came over to my house, which happens all every other weekend, you're over there, we're partying. Yeah. But when if I came in and you and I had like, Dead animals stuffed, but set in nice little poses around the house. Would that be creepy? If I handed you like a stuffed cat and said, here you go, pet our old cat, Annie, who passed away many years ago. Would you be creeped out by that? The insistence that he pet it would be creepy. But (laughs) my initial reaction is, yeah, that would be creepy. I mean, do you do that with your family members? I mean, just stuff them. Like, hey, here's because that goes back to technology. Technology doesn't yet exist. For taxidermied people. You've said, Mike, that you wanted that. Yes. That you wanted a museum where you could go in and see the dead bodies Absolutely just there. Absolutely, Yes. 
but like in an animated, nice, preserved form, like we do with a animal when it's stuffed. It, it's it's not like how old the animal looked probably when it died. It's they fill it out, they make it look healthy again. Yes, this is not unprecedented. How long did Lenin lay there in state? <laughs> it's like a year. They had him there, right? Probably longer under that glass. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, people came and looked at his body. We've got to have the technology to do that. I'm I just saying, don't think if, most if you people want to. taxidermied Abe Lincoln someplace, obviously you sew up the back of his head, but if you had taxidermied Abe Lincoln someplace, I'd go visit him. Oh, you know what else we saw there? Now we're talking about dead bodies. They had a full digestive tract in, in glass, behind glass, but it was a esophagus, stomach, Small intestine, large intestine, and then the rest. Like, all of that preserved in a box, and you could look at it and just see how big it all is. Sounds great. Well, my kids did not think it was. They thought it was disgusting. you That's what you want, though. You want to see all that stuff. I want to see it. When Joe Burrow dies, <laughs> whenever that is, okay. you stuff him, you put him in a hall, and then people come and pay their respects. This is how you've chosen to transition this into NFL transition. football talk? Okay. That's right. Bengals are moving on to the AFC Championship game beating the Titans over the weekend. I predicted it. I took it to the bank for you last mm-hmm. week. You did. You poo-pooed me. Well, I poo-pooed you, but then on Friday, I too said Bengals, money line, Did you, did you take go. it to the bank? Yeah. Okay. Degenerate T-bone. All right. And they did. Joe Burrow sacked nine times. Didn't matter. Well, l- let's talk about that. Because I've seen, you know, a few people bringing this up, analysts and whatnot, saying, well, I don't know what kind of NFL I'm watching where you can get sacked nine times and still win a playoff game. And that's a, that's a fair criticism, right? I mean, everybody during that game was tweeting out the, the draft list for the Bengals should just be OL, OL, OL all the way down, just draft offensive linemen. I don't, I don't think that'd be a bad idea, but I give credit to this team for finding a way, even when they weren't getting everything perfectly going their way to make things happen. And what do you know? Their defense was opportunistic yet again, made a play to get them back and give them a chance to go down and win the game. And they, great. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Well, it was a weird game. Um, I thought the Bengals played well on defense. You had one little burst of a carry, but for the most part, I thought they handled the rushing attack of the Titans. Well, in hindsight, I don't know how healthy, you know, Derrick Henry was where his fitness was for this game, but they elected to play him. That's on them. But as bad at times as that nine sacks was, and it was because some of those were on key third downs when they were in field goal range and it knocked them out of that. Yeah. Right. Right. On the other side of that, you had Ryan Tannehill, who also played like garbage for the most part. If the Titans go on to win that game, we can have the same conversation. What type of quarterback goes out there and throws three picks and looks as bad as he did. And they still win that game. Of course. My, my point is one team found a way to deal with adversity a little bit better than the other team. Welcome to the playoffs. Well, right. And, and I think that with the Bengals, no one, even the most diehard Bengals fan would look at this team this year and say, man, they have just looked head and shoulders all year long. Like one of the top two or three teams in the league. They've looked really good at times. They have looked like they were a top team in the league at times. Consistently throughout every game, you can't say a team that gives up nine sacks no. looks like one of the best There's teams a lot of in the holes league. on this team. But despite all of that, despite some dumb coaching decisions all throughout the year too, this team now is one of four teams left in the NFL going to the with a chance to go to the Super Bowl. 
Why is that? Because they find ways to get the job done when the main thing they want to do is not working. That is what has frustrated me with some other teams that I root for. No names need to be mentioned here, but I think you may know who I'm talking about. Where if everybody's not healthy on a certain you know, position group, or if this person isn't playing at their best, well, if this guy is arguing with someone else on the team, then this team can't be expected to perform. The Bengals have had all kinds of issues this year. They, in this game, had multiple issues, right? Yeah, they got some favorite, favored uh, bounces here with Derrick Henry not being 100% Derrick Henry, but he did make it back for the game. They gave him 20 carries. Was he in his best shape of his life? Probably not. But he, you could argue they got a bad bounce, that he got healthy just in time for them. And then they dealt with him to whatever level why, he was. Why is that against the rules, though? Why, When you bring that up, Bengal fans feel disrespected when you say they, they had the best matchups they could possibly get the first two rounds of the playoffs. I think they have. They played the Raiders. Yeah, The first game, I think that was a great matchup for them. I said at the time, they're playing the Titans. Are the Bengals playing in the AFC Championship game if they drew the Bills or the Chiefs? Who knows? Nobody knows. But you know what? But they I'm, are. But with this team, again, you know, and I know there's there's already the Bengals look like they're getting doubted by a lot of the betters okay, and all, all right. that stuff. You know what, though, man? That's okay. If any team right now has a chance to go out and beat this Chiefs team, number one, it's a team that did it within the last, what, month or so? Yeah. But also, it's a team that finds a way when stuff isn't going their way. They find a way to win. Isn't that what you want in the playoffs? I'd rather have that over the guy whose stat line looks great at quarterback or the you know offensive line that gets all the postseason awards or whatever else you want to throw in there. I'd rather have the team that when the chips are down, they make the play. When they need a kick, they get the kick, right? Like that's that's what you want is a team that just in the moment – does whatever it takes, nine sacks given up, three points ahead at the end when it said zeros. That's what counts. That is the only stat that matters. So good for them, man. I, As a Browns fan, I hate it. As someone who analyzes football and all the other sports we watch for a living, I have to acknowledge the Bengals are a tremendous story. They are a phenomenon. And I don't blame any Bengals fan who wants to gloat, brag, cheer, whatever you want to do. You've earned it. You deserve it. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone Weekend. A glimpse of all the meaningless conversation from the past week. Oh, this is your lucky day. Now back to the stupid. Rams outlast the Buccaneers. Looked like it was going to be a blowout. Bucks looked like an undisciplined mess for three quarters. Then they got a couple bounces and never count Tom Brady out. But ultimately just too many mistakes and Rams took advantage. Well, I had thought in this game, right? Tom Brady gets the unsportsmanlike call for well, getting let's, an let's discuss. Let's discuss well, that crap. All I was going to bring up, yeah, we'll get into that. But he got that call against him, and then also you had that time where the fourth down play drop pass, and then a shot by whoever it was for the Rams, I forget, that hit Mike Evans after the fact. And the referees, I thought, oh, they're going to give him a first down and all oh, this is perfect. This is going to happen. Tom Brady's going to come back. And then it was, nope, didn't complete that. It didn't happen. And then it's a dead ball foul and it goes to now the Rams being on offense will move back. I thought, and I tweeted out, this is it. Tom Brady, it's officially happening. He's not getting the calls. Could this be? And then they immediately started their comeback. Almost, it felt like right after that. And I thought, well, I jinxed it. They're going to come back and finish this game off. And then 
Rams found a way to get it done. So kudos to them. Let's talk about those penalties. Yeah. And look, I, I'm, I'm aware this has been an issue all season long because we've discussed it all season long. A lot of these taunting calls and 15-yard penalties that change drives in games. Absolutely unnecessary. I can understand what the league is trying to do, all right? But it's gone too far. And why you're calling these ticky-tack, taunting things. And I know what their response is going to be. Well, we did it in the regular season, so we have to follow through. Are you kidding me, NFL? NFL is known for just changing rules on the fly. In the postseason, are they uh, keeping the same uh, COVID testing policy that you had in the regular season? Oh, no, season? they've changed that. No, they changed again. that. We could argue that maybe they should have done that earlier. But why are they doing that? Why? Because they saw the other one wasn't as effective as they wanted. Well, so it's not giving them the results they were looking they for. They don't want all of these players to be missing time, especially if they're not showing any symptoms in postseason games. It's almost acknowledging that postseason games are bigger than regular season games. All right. Sure. I, I don't know what Tom Brady said to Ed Hockley's sperm. I have no idea. But unless it was something like, I'm going to kill you and your family, you can't throw a flag. Ndamukong Sue has a reputation. We used to say this with the Bengals all the time. They built that reputation themselves, so they shouldn't be surprised when it comes to bite him in the ass. However, if you're going to throw a flag and penalize someone 15 yards, it better be for a damn good reason. It better be an egregious taunt or something like that where you're standing over a guy and showing him your pee-pee, something. Actually, I'd say don't even throw the flag. If that happens, just let that sort of itself out. Well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I agree you with you, man. You know what I'm saying. I am, I'm as anti, anti, anti-taunting, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I don't like the taunting calls. I want more taunting. I like taunting. Right, well, I, don't, I don't go to that length. Okay, I know you don't, but I'm saying I'm already there. So if everyone else wants to join and say, yeah, these taunting calls are getting to be a bit, bit much, you can, you can convince me on any argument you want as to how much you want to loosen the restrictions there. At the end of the day, do, do your feelings get hurt when someone is taunting you in an NFL game? Probably. Does it set a poor example if you're taunting someone? Probably. Isn't it also, if we really want to get into the morals of things, is it a great example to show people that if you can throw a football well in this country, you get $30 million a year? We can have that discussion if you want to. The reality is not all of this is going to be healthy behavior. That's why you shouldn't watch the NFL to find out. It's not learning how to live your life. It's watching people bash their heads for 60 minutes to see who the better football team is. Let's not put too much on it. It's inconsistency, too, that bothers me. If you're going to say, well, they're calling this rule, so you got to know the rules. Tyreek Hill is running down the field, flashing a peace sign in someone's face while he's running into the end zone. Fine. I love it. Okay, that's fine. But they don't throw a taunting flag on that play. No, but they did. In the regular season, they've thrown a flag on well, which again, right, that makes no sense. It's almost like on that one, they acknowledged, yeah, regular season, different than playoffs, playoffs, bigger moments. We're going to let that stuff go. But then they don't on other things. It, I don't want this to come off as any defense of, of Tom Brady or anybody else. Far from it. Tom Brady. I actually hope he does retire. I hope it happens. No, But you can look, I'm not saying if it were any other quarterback, we'd be having this discussion too. Of course. He's hit in the chin with a helmet. He is bleeding. He is upset about it. And they throw a 15-yard flag on him. Yeah, what could right. he have possibly said? <laughs> Say, said, whatever. On sports, yeah, I don't know. It, it, look, the reality of it, 
the referees in the NFL and the rules to some, this is not just the referees fault, right? The rules that exist that give these referees the thought that there should be a flag on some of these plays. That is the bigger issue. The NFL needs to examine their taunting rule. They need to examine other rules as well, which we'll talk about more throughout the show. But I I just don't understand why you want to get that out of the playoffs. Like every highlight I have been shown over the years of great playoff moments. There are many of them that involve what, what were we showing Mike for Cowboys Niners last week? What moments were being shown? At least a few of the moments that were being shown were T.O. running to the star and then getting obliterated by whoever it was for the Cowboys that went up and defended, right? Like, these are the plays that we remember and show over and over and over is someone going over the top to celebrate. Now, we can say whether or not that makes that person a jerk. We can say whether or not that makes it something that maybe gets annoying after a while. But if it gets annoying enough, someone's going to pop off and let them have it. So I, I don't I don't think the taunting rule is good enough. I think it needs to be changed, and I think it needs to be relaxed is, is where I would go with it. And like I said, I'm for more taunting, not less. Well, I, there's just, there's, there's no, there's no consistency to it. You can do the same. You can flash the peace sign, but you can't flash the peace sign while looking at another human on the other team. Oh, all right. Yes. You also can do any manner of celebrating you want to once the game is over. Like if we're so concerned about setting a bad example and rubbing it in, then wouldn't you like, I don't know usher the Rams and Niners and Bengals players all off the field after they won games in other team stadiums where all those fans probably didn't want to see that. Is that poor sportsmanship? No, they won. They get the right to celebrate however they want to because they won. And in an individual battle, you win it on the field, you score a touchdown, you get a sack, you get a pick, 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 then you get to celebrate. I like that. Instead, the NFL says, no, we don't want to have any fun. Uh, here's what Tom Brady had to say after the game because he was sort of noncommittal about playing next year. And I don't think that decision's been made yet. But after the game, he said, I haven't put a lot of thought into it. We'll take it day by day and see where we're at. I'm thinking about this game, not thinking about anything past five minutes from now. And I believe that to be true. I mean, look, you're not going to come to any sort of healthy decision 10 minutes right after you lose the biggest game of your season. Right? Sure. Because you're tired, you're exhausted, both mentally and physically. So I'm sure in that moment, he's probably thinking, yeah, I never want to do this again. And then he'll go home for two weeks and his body rests and recovers and You know, maybe that hunger is still there. I don't know. But we've been asking this question of Tom Brady for what seems like the last six, seven years. When is this going to be it for you? The reality is he's probably the MVP of the league and he's played again at a very high level. He's not dropping off skill wise. Of course, he will because he's a human being and not a vampire. But he still has some gas left in the tank physically. Yeah, mentally, I can't answer that question for him. Yeah, I don't know what the answer is there either, but if he does retire, let me tell you, five years from now in Canton, all the Steelers fans are going to be like, yeah, we're going to get our tickets to watch Big Ben get inducted. They're going to be like, move <laughs> over, Big Ben. The greatest of all time is about to retire. You get five minutes, Ben. Tell us about your motorcycle accident again. Otherwise, we got to get you off of here because we got to talk to this dude now. 
We keep changing the locks, but they keep finding new ways to get in. It's Common Man and T-Bone Weekend. The best or worst from the past week. Now back to the show. Of course, the New York fans are very nervous this weekend because the bomb cyclone is coming for them. Mm. We can't just say it's going to snow a lot and be windy. Do we we got to call it a bomb right. cyclone. I got to find out. I just did a bone of education on wind. I didn't see bomb cyclone in there. What is the difference between a bomb cyclone and just like a regular old cyclone? I don't is know. There, is there one? Well, it's, an, it's a nor'easter, too. They say it's got the power of a hurricane. It's a blizzard, but with the power of a hurricane. All right. That does, that does not sound great. Um, it says, <laughs> this is really helpful. Thank you to the USA Today for writing this. A bomb cyclone, which occurs through the process known as bombogenesis. <laughs> Bombogenesis? Bombogenesis? Is Phil, scientific- Phil Collins comes over? <laughs> is that a scientific term? I don't know. Also, did they, did whoever came up with all these terms just really like the word bomb? And they were like, let's put it in the weather. What can we do? How about bomb cyclone? Yeah, but how do they form? Bombogenesis. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a winter hurricane is what everything says that I'm reading here. So, okay. okay. Sounds bad. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So call it a winter hurricane. Wouldn't that... That actually sounds like a song that a band from the 80s would have written. Winter like a, Hurricane? Yeah. Absolutely. Common Man and T-Bone Weekend. I say this every Winter Olympic cycle, and all of you misunderstand me. I like the Winter Olympics because I like sports where you could die. Now, mm. a lot of you are saying, why do you want people to die? I don't want people to die. All right? Right. I just like the idea that they could die. I don't want them to die. No, but years ago, there was a loser or a skeleton guy who did die. And then I got emails from people saying, are you happy now? No, I'm not happy now. This did not make it into the trivia game because I thought it was a bit uh, much. But the luge, when it first started, I forget what year it was, but the luge before it even got to the Olympics, they were like, it's coming. This is going to happen. We're having our trials for the Olympics to see who's going to make it. And someone died in the trials. Yes. And then they were like, ah, this is going to be tough to sell to everyone that come out and watch the luge because a guy died and it got negative press because, of course, why wouldn't it? Someone died. I, I know, but why do we pretend like the element of danger is not attractive? Why do we watch cars race at 200 miles an hour? See, that's very see, there's a lot more nuance to that. But I, I know what you're getting at, right? It was well, a lot more nuance to luge, too. No, no, no. I mean, like, I can understand people who say, I watch luge because I think it's difficult and it's fascinating, but I don't watch it because I know someone could die. Like, I don't But I don't want someone to I know die. That. But there's the element of danger. You could have a very competitive car race with everybody going 35. Yeah, you could. That's but what I mean. But I th- again, you like I guess you're saying you like that they're pushing the boundaries of what's possible. Yes. Okay. So that's the that's a nicer way to say when someone I, when could I die. When I look at someone going 90 miles an hour on a sheet of ice, head first, like the skeleton, Yeah. that's superhuman stuff to me. And when that person gets down and survives, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know how anybody's not impressed by that. Well, it's in, right. It's impressive. I See, I get worried about it when I'm watching it because I'm just like, ah. Uh, if he doesn't flex his adductor muscle in just the right millimeter of flexation. But isn't that part of the drama? You're worried about this person? Yeah, I guess you're right. That's But it, but that makes me, then I get nervous. I'm like, I can't watch. I get too nervous. Well, all right. I get too nervous for that. 
But when these cars are going, you know, 220 miles an hour and there's half an inch of space between their wheels, well, have, you're sitting helmets. there going, Rah! well, so does Luge Guy. Luge <laughs> Guy has a helmet. Well, and they have a seatbelt and a giant 3,400-pound stock car around them. Yeah. I know what you mean, though. Well, you're no, right. But you, you grew up enjoying one of those things, yes. so it doesn't seem odd to you. You weren't six years old and your dad well, sat you down and said, son, that's let's what watch I'm saying. the luge together. That's where I'm saying it's nuanced. Because also, I've never looked at a luge sled and be like, I want that. But I do look at, I do look <laughs> I at an do Indy car. I'm like, I do want an Indy car. I want one. I want one in my garage. I just want to have it. I did the, uh, I did the luge. What? They have like at Lake Placid. What? Years ago. What do you mean you did the well, luge? Well, no, they have like a luge experience thing where it's not on ice. <laughs> Oh. It's like on a track. Okay. All right. But you can have the luge experience. How steep is this track? Like steep? It's Oh, yeah. It's the practice track for luge. So you got on a luge practice track? Yeah, but it only... Here's the thing. Yeah. Real luge is like 90 miles an hour. Of course. Yeah, yeah. This thing, you can only go like 27. Only All right. 27 and, miles and it an feel, hour. And it feels like you're going a million. Feels like you're of going course. a million yes. miles yes. an hour and you're going 27. I was ready to crap my pants. Well, I think that is the biggest for the losers. And even I'm sure it's bobsled is the same thing. Even though there's a bigger sled and there's a bunch of guys in it or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. The fact at that least you're protected by the, the sled. A little bit. Sure. They have airbags in that thing. <laughs> right. Right. But I remember years ago, I went out to the now gone Columbus Motor Speedway because went out with one of our sales guys, Brian, who wanted to, you know, pitch them on something with me and doing appearances. And as we got out there, guy who ran the place said, we want to get in a race car. And I said, what? Huh? How does that work? And he's like, no, we'll put you, you know, just don't sue us. But here you go. They put me in this little tiny thing. It's like a legends car is what they call it. And it's a miniaturized version of a race car. They put like a motorcycle engine in it. It looks like an oversized go-kart, right? And so I'm thinking, I've seen these things before. They look really slow. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll get in this. That'll be cool. I'll check it out. I've never done this, but it melted your face, didn't it? I got in that car. And again, you're, you're sitting an inch off the ground in a tiny little thing where there's no, the thing just wraps around you. And I thought when I was in that thing, I'd shifted it and I'm, and I've got the pedal down. And I thought I was out by the wall and I was going 100 miles an hour. Brian, our sales guy, took a video of it on his phone and said, here you go. Here's what you're doing. And it was just me looking like I had been walking would have been faster than how fast I was going in this car. It it's ins- So I can't imagine luge, bobsled, 90 miles an hour in those things just flying. by. It must feel like you're Superman on the Millennium Falcon on the front, like a hood ornament, just boom, like you're just light speed. I don't know how they can even process what's happening. No, there are certain things speed wise that blow your mind. I remember when I was playing high school baseball, you know, when you're playing high school baseball, for the most part, you're used to hitting pitchers that are throwing 80. Sure. That's you know? really fast. Right. For and, and people who've never swung a baseball bat, that's pretty tough. You're used to, you know, looking at those types of pitches. And there was one particular game we were playing against a team with a guy who was eventually going to get drafted. Okay. And he was throwing like 94, 95. Sure. And I didn't know what the hell was going on. Oh, I bet. You know, I that, bet. That little, that little gap between 82 to looking at 95 mm-hmm. was like a whole other universe. Oh, that I'm saying to the untrained eye, someone would see that and go, it's all just really fast to me. 
But if you're someone who knows how to hit something at 82, 84, and then you up it by 10, yeah, I'm sure there's a huge learning curve to get over that. Common Man and T-Bone Weekend, celebrating all the award-winning material from the past week. Also celebrating Big Voice Guy being a pathological liar. Let's get back to the show. Is Jim Harbaugh going to the NFL? Maybe this tells us that he is. Because I saw that Michael McDonald, his guy. Has been hired away. He is leaving Michigan staff and going to the Baltimore Ravens, where he was once before, to be John Harbaugh's defensive coordinator. Oh, his his brother is hiring his defensive coordinator, who helped him have a pretty good defense this year, for whatever that's worth. The the Michigan blogs are panicking over this. Well, they should be. They are very depressed over this. And a lot of people are saying, this proves Harbaugh is leaving, Jim Harbaugh is leaving, because there's no way John would steal Michael McDonald. <laughs> no, he's not taking this guy. But or, or if he is, maybe he's a rude brother. I don't know. Some people are wondering if Jim Harbaugh were leaving, wouldn't he be taking Michael McDonald with him wherever well. he goes and wouldn't give him to John? What if he told Michigan, listen, there's no way I will take any staff members from here. If I leave, I'm not going to take any of these guys because that wouldn't be fair to you. And then they go, all right, thanks, Jim. That's very nice of you. We appreciate that. We'll await your decision. Click. Boop, boop, boop. Hey, John, you remember you were saying you thought Mike McDonald was a really good defensive coordinator? He's going to be available. Just FYI. So what's Jim Harbaugh doing? Who the hell knows? One of his top defensive guys is leaving to go back to the Ravens. Let's look at it from the other side for a second. If he's not leaving, isn't this even a more of an awkward family get together at some point where it's like, hey, uh, thanks, John, for taking my defensive coordinator. What the hell? You know, you have a brother. Yeah. So I have a sibling. I have a sister. When I get on the phone with her, I know what to expect. It's a human being conversation when Jim and John talk on the phone what do you think it sounds like I don't I don't know because I tend to think what we hear from Jim Harbaugh is not real Jim Harbaugh oh really of course I I think it is at this point you do I think he's an alien yeah no I think a lot of what you hear from him is him not feeling like he can be himself in front of people and so he gives you this weird if worms had machine guns, then birds wouldn't be scared of them or whatever. Like he says this crap. See, I think maybe it started that way, but now he lives the gimmick. He's like um, that all yeah, the time. That could be. But you see, I, not that John Harbaugh is the most well-adjusted person in the world, but comparatively, they're night and day, right? It feels like maybe underneath all that, Jim is more of that person. And then he gets in front of the cameras and he gets like, I don't even know. It's not like shell shocked. It's, it's like he's, doesn't know what to say, no, and so just, he says I weird, wonder, dumb things. I wonder, since you know they grew up together, they probably have a, a shorthand, some sort of secondhand language. Yeah. If it's, you know, if you you used to being around a, one of your buddies, and then maybe you catch him in a moment with his significant other, where it's you know, oh hey, Smoopy, I love you, Smoopy. 
And right. it's all very reasonable for a husband and wife to have little names for each other. And mm-hmm. I love you. No, I love you, bunny wabbit. Stuff like that. Right. But if another person heard you talking like that, you'd be like, oh, no, that's not me. I'm... I say, give me some beer, bitch. That's what I say. Oh, you know, right, you don't yeah. want you don't want to lift the curtain. Yeah. I wonder if the two Harbaugh brothers, when they get on the phone, if it's you know like, oh, gee, Winkies, Johnny. <laughs> you think they have pet names for why, each other? Why are you taking Mikey McDonald from me? What if they get on the phone and it's actually like, I dare say, your football team was smashing this weekend. Cheerio, good man. Like this is all just like. It's been a cover this whole time. They've actually, they're actually spies from England here to just keep tabs on the old colony. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they do like Morse code where they get on the phone. They go beep, beep, boop, 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 boop. No, I think they do that, but they just hit their chest really hard. And just like, yeah, I'll tell you what I think about that. Then then Jack Harbaugh comes in and says, boys. Uh-oh. Dad's using his Morse code. Dad, why is there a banner in our bathroom? You have put a banner up for biggest poo left in the toilet. That is not banner worthy. Stop putting banners up for everything, they Dad. They speak in just tones like Close Encounters from the Third Kind. <laughs> the ship lands. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like an ELO concert once they get going. That's good. Beep, beep, boop, boop, boop. Got your phone on? I'm sorry. How you doing there, Rimmer? Freaking Joey Lane texted me while I'm on the air. How you doing? Stop. Remember I had a... Uh, Remember those wh- times you don't fade the microphone up? I had... <laughs> you like my wife. <laughs> we had a, an incident last night. You did? Where, uh, look, I'm a grown man who enjoys a Teddy Graham. All right? I don't apologize for that. What's do wrong with dip, a Teddy Do you Graham? dip him into a rainbow chip icing? What? Rainbow chip what, icing. What even is What are you that? talking about? I don't know what that is. You don't know what rainbow chip icing is? No. Oh my god. I I don't I don't know. I've never heard of it. You haven't you are, lived. You are talking to two large men. We are looking at each other very confused. It's a it's a Betty Crocker brand. They brought it back because oh, fans I, I went see. nuts when they didn't I, have it. I see the problem. You call it icing like an idiot. I call it frosting because that's what it is. <laughs> Wow. wow. I'm from Virginia. We call it acid. Oh, I'm just going to go and have a pop. I'm going to drink me a pop. Well, we know oh, is... how you doing me? <laughs> what I know is No, but frosting... I do dip them in peanut butter. Somebody was yeah. petty enough at some point to say with icing or frosting, whichever came first, why are we calling it that? It's not cold. Let's call it this other thing, which also insinuates you know cold. Well, frosting, icing, whatever the label says on the actual Betty Crocker brand, I'll, I'll allow that. Okay, if, if it says fine. icing, I, de- no, I deserve I, an apology. I just there, didn't know what a I'll rainbow take frosting. I've had like Funfetti. Is that is that what it is? Is like Funfetti icing? Funfetti is, it- is Pillsbury. That one sucks. The Betty Crocker brand wow. is awesome. Just walking Way all over the better. Funfetti. So, right. so anyway. Okay, so you dip, dip, yes, you you dip, dip the chocolate in ones in the peanut butter? That'd I, be no, good. I, it's, it's the cinnamon graham cinnamon. flavored. Yeah. And I like to put them in like a little plastic Tupperware because the box then never gets closed properly and they get stale. Yes. So I put my Teddy yeah. Grahams in a little Tupperware. And I go in to get some Teddy Grahams last night and the Tupperware lid. Not sealed. Not closed. Right. Just resting on not top closed. of it. And I said, "What did you have Teddy Grahams today to my wife? Yes. You didn't close the thing. I did. You didn't close it. 
It's not even, it's not, not like just the flap is not closed. It's flat. The, the lid is askew, so there's air getting inside the Teddy Grahams. Mm. So instead of her just saying, I'm sorry, instead I get, well, remember that time you did this? <laughs> We're not talking about that. We're talking about Teddy Grahams. Oh, man. If you can't score keep in a marriage, what the hell is there? Uh, yeah, that's that's the healthy way to do yeah. it. Make sure yeah. you keep a score well, well, you, for years and years. This is why years. your wife wants to kill you. You score keep over petty <laughs> no, things. No. You keep them small like, like gotta, that. Like Tupperware Gotta be lids. a duck. Gotta let it roll off your back. Gotta oh, move yeah. along. Because I'm sure you never have ever spoken up about something that bothered you in the house. Oh, no, we Bone do. Bone is just Mr. Perfect. No. Perfect man. Perfect husband. Perfect yeah. brother. That's brother I, Bone loves that's me. That's what I claim. Perfect everything. No, I'm saying, though. I gotta let it roll off my back because if I don't, that's when all the that's when all the crap happens. That's when you get oh, into so it. It's all Melissa. Then she never <laughs> just sits back and takes it. She likes to keep that baby going. That's what I see. How did I get in trouble for your issue? How did I get involved in your doing. crap? He's deflecting, yes. just deflecting I'm right def- into it. I'm deflecting. deflecting. You know what? Yeah. You are Classic. an idiot for calling it frosting. What a dope you are. Well, we're gonna see. Jeez. We're gonna look at what it's actually called. No what do you mean what it's actually called? What, what the label says. Like, what if you go to the store and you look at it, does it say frosting or does it say icing? What's the brand? Betty Crocker Rainbow Chip Icing. All right, I'm looking it up. I what? just typed it in Google. What? I didn't even finish typing yet. Oh, no. All I put is Betty Crocker oh, no. Rainbow, and then I typed nothing else. The first selection down, uh. it says Betty Crocker Rainbow Chip Frosting. Ah! Kiss my ass. All right. All right, I'll take mm. it. I'll take it. And if I must say, Joey Lane would be very upset with you as well. Yeah, I think well, that's he's right. A, he's a pop guy for sure. He's from Chicago. He's Chicago. Yeah. yeah. You guys are going to hate. Not from there. I actually don't call it <laughs> frosting or icing. I call it sugar goo. That's what I call it. <laughs> I like my sugar goo. sugar goo. some sugar goo on my cake. That's the what goo. I do. Yeah. We got to put the sugar goo on the cookies for Santa. The Fan Guest Hotline is sponsored by Airflow Heating and Cooling and Bryant. Doing whatever it takes to keep you and your home comfortable. The Fan. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone Weekend. A glimpse of all the meaningless conversation from the past week. Focus is your lucky day. Now back to the stupid. Rumblings today that the Big Ten is considering eliminating divisions after next season. So we have, uh, you know, East and West. Before that, it was Legends and Leaders. And they're considering doing away with all of that. And the word is that they would have, each team would have three teams that are on the schedule every single year. The rest would be a rotation. And they would cut the conference games down to eight. Yeah, there was a few a, a few different things to take away from there. One is that the three protected games obviously would be Good, because you could preserve and preside, whatever I was going to say. You could preserve rivalry games that you want to have. But going from nine to eight means maybe Ted brought this up. Maybe there's a chance if this alliance thing is real and they ever get on board with all three of those conferences, Pac-12, ACC, and Big Ten scheduling. This tells me that it is real. Well, you could take that. You could take that and move it into here's here's our alliance game. We have eight conference, and we still have our three non-conference that are not affiliated with the, you know, ACC or Pac-12. You know, this, I think, is a signal that there's more change coming in college football. And I think now we look at, 
you know, schools and say, well, if you're going to add schools, you want to do it in even numbers. And you do away with divisions. You don't really have to do that anymore. Yeah. You know, you can add a school if you want to add a school. You don't have to add two schools. Maybe one's not the best fit for you. But let's discuss this. Because if that happens, you know, Michigan, of course, would be one of the teams permanently on the schedule every single year for Ohio State. But this past year, for example, you would have had a situation where you have Ohio State and Michigan playing in the game. And then the next weekend, those two teams would be playing again in the Big Ten championship game. Now, I don't think that's fixing to happen often. Maybe once in a blue moon, once every 10 years or so, that would be the situation. But, you know, you and I were talking before the show, there could be a deal where that first game, you know, the Thanksgiving weekend game, doesn't really matter as much because both of those teams are going to the Big Ten championship game the very next week. Right. And I don't, I really don't know how that would sit. I know there are people that if you ask, just like we talk about with spring football, where you say, do you want more football? Yeah. You want spring football? Yeah. And the numbers don't really back that up. People don't watch spring football nearly the way they watch NFL or college football, right? But I feel like there would be a lot of people if you asked around Ohio State and Michigan, do you want Ohio State and Michigan to play back-to-back weekends once for the game and then once in the Big Ten Championship? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, man, back-to-back double weekend of that game, awesome. Then you realize... Until you see it in practice. If there's a scenario where both teams got in there undefeated and every other team had at least one loss, probably a good chance the first game wouldn't, it would matter for bragging rights, but it really wouldn't even matter for that because the real bragging rights would come with who wins the next one, who wins the Big Ten championship game. I got to tell you, man, as much as I love a lot of the changes and things that have happened in college football, and I think it's a good thing ultimately, they... I think it would be a mistake to have a way where Ohio State and Michigan could play in the Big Ten championship game every year. I think that would be bad. That well, would, it wouldn't be every year. Well, the potential would be there every yeah, year. Yes, That's what I, I, mean. I guess. But, but you're, even if it happens once every 10 years, I think that would still not be great. Well, I mean, we don't have time to dive into this right now, but there's there's another way to prevent that. Oh. That is moving the game. No. Well, okay. okay. No, I, but, I know what you're saying, but it's still, yeah, I, I would not. I would not be in favor of that. I would not be in favor of it because then what? You'd have to put it where? All right. We'll talk about it next. We have time. Next segment, we'll talk about it. Common Man and T-Bone Weekend. So rumblings today that Big Ten, after this upcoming season, may do away with divisions. And was it after this season or were they even saying it could happen? It can't happen this season, no, right? No. Okay. I didn't think so. Schedules, but schedules out. They just redid the schedule. That's right. The way they worded it though, there was something that almost looked like it said as soon as next season. And I didn't know if they meant 2023. Got it. Okay. So they're thinking about doing away with the divisions, East and West would used to be legends and leaders. And if that happens, they would go to eight conference games. You would have three schools that stay on the schedule every single year. And the rest would rotate. Now, we were talking about that meat chicken game. If you want to keep that the last game of the regular season, there is a chance. Wouldn't happen often, I don't think. But what happened last year? I mean, I don't know what the tie break would have been with Ohio State and Iowa, but there was a good chance last year that the game, as we know it, wouldn't have really mattered because those two teams would go and play for the Big Ten Championship the very next weekend. I know some 
some fans will hear that and say, it wouldn't have mattered. What do you mean? It's Ohio State and Michigan. If they played twice, they would both matter. And it's like, yeah, but okay, let's say you had a scenario where C.J. Stroud, you know, after the Oregon game, right? Where was that right after? Was that two weeks after? I can't remember. Remember, he had the bum shoulder. And so they yeah. held him out against Akron, whoever it was. I think it was two weeks after. Yeah. But they, they, they held him out and he you know, was able to get better and then looked a lot better when he came back in. I don't ever foresee holding out a quarterback for precautionary reasons in a game like that, but you could certainly understand where a coach might prioritize. I've got a player who's, you know, 65, 70% back. We wouldn't play him in any other game, but it is the game. It's the Michigan game. Well, if you know, there's a second one coming that is the one for all the marbles, And that one determines Big Ten champion. That one determines going to college football playoff most likely. And if there's a tiebreaker or involved, whatever, that doesn't matter to the point that you could just, whoever wins or loses the regular season game between Ohio State and Michigan, you both will end up in the Big Ten championship game. I could see why a coach or both coaches at the time, whoever they are, might say, I'm going to rest this guy or I'm not going to force him back in yet, or we're not going to push him to get him ready. We're going to get him ready for two weeks when it really matters. Those decisions would be just a complete and utter opposite of what I expect out of a rivalry yes. game. Yes. Now, I don't think that would happen very often. Of course but not. Let, let's course say they not. go to this model. Of course, Michigan's going to be one of those three teams that never goes off the schedule. I want to keep it the last game of the regular season. You want to keep it the last game of the regular season. But if you want to eliminate that possibility of these two teams playing in back-to-back weeks, there is a way to do that, and that is you move the game. Let me ask you this. If you're going to move that game, let's not discuss whether you want to. Well, yeah, let's I, say I'm right now, against that, all right, but, yes. but let's say right now for this experiment, we're moving that game. Would you rather just it, you know, rotate, and it's a different time every single year, somewhere in the schedule, or... Would you like to preserve that specialness of the game, albeit a different kind of specialness, where it's the same thing every single year, and you start the season with the game? Not start the Big Ten season. Labor Day weekend, maybe you could do this Monday night, Ohio State and Michigan, every single year, first game of the season. I mean... I'm not saying I want it. No, I, I understand. I think given if it, if it was that scenario where you had to move it, having it be special as the very first college football game every year would be enticing. You would have that captive audience on Monday night. Or one of the first. Yes, you're saying Labor Day, so not the very first game, but like one of the first games of, of the season, and it's a only one on that day. Yeah, no, no other game is going to be scheduled against that game. Yeah. They wouldn't I, keep it at noon. No. Well, that's the other part, right? Is I'm thinking there's a good chance the game is being played in 80 degree weather. Yes, there is. You're right. There's a good chance that it has to be moved tonight just because I don't think it would be a noon game in the middle of you know late August, early September around here. It could be a very, very steamy day in whatever stadium you're in. Yeah, that would that would really cha- that would completely change the dynamic of that game. I would be watching a game where Ohio State would run out there and the helmets would be completely, purely, yeah, just the silver, the gray. Yeah, right. There's not a single Buckeye sticker on it. That would just be so bizarre. All of this would be bizarre. This is not, I'm not saying I want this, 
But I'm trying to think of a way that you wouldn't have the possibility of these two teams playing back-to-back weeks, well, and this right. game still is special on so the schedule. Then the other answer is if they do go to this model where there's no divisions for the Big Ten and it's just the best two teams play at the end, yeah. then the only other answer is you say, well, if it happens once every 10 years that both these teams are undefeated and there's no way that they will either of them can be eliminated by whoever wins or loses that game in the off chance that happens, we live with that. And it's just a weird year. That's what they will say. But That's where I'm willing to live with that. I know. I just, I, yeah, I, I guess what, here's my bigger question. Why do they not want the divisions? What, what, what the whole reason I believe for the divisions, or at least one of the reasons that was decided was to make it easier to settle on a championship game that would not involve Ohio state of Michigan. Why are we now deciding we want to introduce that as a possibility? I, I think because it adds schedule schedule flexibility and it makes it easier to add schools and teams. Yeah, probably. I think that's what it is. We're we're coming to a time where, you know, the SEC is obviously going to change with Texas and Oklahoma, and I don't think that's the last domino to fall. Mm. We're in for some big yeah. time changes. They want the flexibility to add quickly. Yeah, I guess you're right, and and that's part of the progress of college football, but. For me, if the game is not the final regular season game of the year, and if the game is not the decider between who ultimately reigns supreme between Ohio State and Michigan for the entire year, there's just something lost. If you tell me, I agree don't you. worry, next week we're going to play it again. And then, then what? So let's say you win the first one, the game, you dominate it, but you get to play again in a Big Ten championship game, and then the other team wins by a point. You don't take the combined score and say, yeah, but Ohio State dominated the first one. You'd feel awful. Yeah. You'd feel like that game didn't even happen. Well, the other side of that is you beat them twice. Oh, well, yes, That's the of other course. side of that. Yes, of course. All right, let me ask you this question. So Ohio State would be one of the teams that never fall off the schedule. What are the other two? Would they be traditional East opponents that we have now, like Penn State or maybe Michigan State? Or would Penn State be one of those schools, but maybe you take an Iowa? Oh, and you say, I, there, there's, we're going to take one from the West, and that team stays on the schedule. I'm guessing that the Big Ten will want these cross, air quotes, what they would be now, cross-divisional matchups, one of those for every one of their protected three. So I'm guessing they are looking at this saying, could we get Michigan and Wisconsin to play every year? Could we get Ohio State and Iowa to play every year or whatever? And then you still, yeah, I think it would be Michigan-Penn State would would be a game that Ohio state would keep. And then the third one, maybe, maybe Ohio state gets to pull rank and say, yeah, we want Nebraska because we don't think they're going to be very good, but that's a storied historic program. And we're happy to play against them every year. Maybe that's where they go as opposed to Iowa or Wisconsin. But yeah, I I could see them wanting to make the West a little bit more of an attractive, what, what the teams that are in the West that get ignored all the time, make them more of an attractive partner for the rest of the big 10 i'd be willing to take rutgers on the schedule every single year <laughs> yeah just I'd, keep them there we'll take them we'll take one for the team i know That's it's fine. not a west team but sure throw them on there I'm trying to think who they would want who would ohio state want and, and by the way are we sure that we have to keep penn state i, I mean, know they've been on the schedule forever since they've joined the conference but kind of I, done with them i don't need them anymore yeah but is there a team you'd you'd rather see them play other than Michigan is the number one team. You want to see the Buckeyes play every year. I assume Penn state. I that's always care. the second best. That's always the second highest you, ticket you or know whatever my, you, you know my answer to this. I don't really care who they play as long as they win. Well, I, I agree, but 
you don't think there'd be something lost if you don't play two of the, you know, obviously Michigan's not falling off the schedule, but let's say they just replace the other two games with Purdue and Rutgers. I'm not saying to put dog teams on there, but, you know, I think if we played Wisconsin every single year, that'd be fun. Who's to say that Penn State has to be that school? Why can't Wisconsin be that school? Why can't Iowa be that school? Yeah, I think the Big Ten will. I think the other part of that is what Penn State will say, we want Ohio State. We want them every year. And that's one of our two rivals. We're keeping them. And, you know, if they're going to keep Michigan, too, I don't know. At some point, you're going to run out of schools that all want to play each other. I get it. But if I never have to hear again (laughs) from Penn State or have a bag of piss thrown at me. No. From the Fair Nittany enough. Lion fans. I think we'll be all right. Yeah. Now, my wife just throws bags of piss at me all the time. Well, that's because she knows me. I do that on Bag of Piss Thursdays here, but. Speaking of bags of piss, are we, are we doing traffic here? Or are we just playing oh, fart noises? <laughs> we keep changing the locks, but they keep finding new ways to get in. It's Common Man and T-Bone Weekend. The best or worst from the past week. Now back to the show. Jackets beat the Rangers 5-3. to three. They were gritty. They were opportunistic. They looked like a completely different hockey team than what we saw against Calgary and you know, really fill-in-the-blank team because we've had a lot of embarrassing performances like that recently. And I was very upset about this hockey team yesterday. And maybe you're saying 24 hours later, how do you feel today, common man? Well, I'm happy with the victory, I guess. But I'm actually more upset with this team today because we know they can do it. They choose not to. And I'm not just talking about winning the game. I'm talking about the way they won that game. You look at the stat sheet. They didn't pepper the New York Rangers with shots. They didn't have tons of opportunities, but they took advantage of the opportunities they had. They were gritty. They were physical. They were actually making the New York Rangers work for their offensive opportunities. That is the team that should show up every single night. Talent for talent. You're not going to beat a lot of people. You're not going to beat the Rangers most nights, talent no, for talent, as they're currently assembled. You play like that, you'll be in every single hockey game that you play this season. They choose not to play like that, and that's what pisses me off. Well, that's that's where, with yesterday, we had some Jackets fans pretty riled up that we dared to call out a 6 nothing drubbing where you gave up the most shots by a home team, I believe in NHL history. Certainly the most that Calgary ever put on a net. And, and we said, you know... I don't expect you to win all these games. I know that. It's better for the Jackets to be losing right now because you are in a rebuild. That's how rebuilds work. That's what you want is to be high draft pick, nail those draft picks, get those players on the cheap for a few years, hope that then by the time they get good, you can make the run. And then when you have to re-sign a few of them, you do. And the ones that you don't re-sign don't end up being anything anyway. That's how rebuilds work. But this Jackets team shouldn't be so bad and shouldn't be so lackluster that they can't even be in a game. Mike, if you looked at the stats, you had 18 shots on net last night for the jackets. That is, that yeah, is but not, they, I know, I know, but I'm but saying they were opportunistic. They took advantage of well, opportunities. That's my point is that you don't have to be the most skilled team. You don't have to be just wildly flinging pucks at the net for no reason. But if you do take advantage of the situations that present themselves and if you play hard the entire game and not just, oh, well, we got off to a bad start. Last night, they got off to a 2 nothing deficit. Yeah, look like same old jackets. But they fought back mm-hmm. and they actually played. 
So what is wrong with saying that's what we want to see more of? If I'm a Jackets, yes, I, I'm glad they won last night. But moreover, if you're a Jackets fan, don't you want to see them in the losses if they're going to come? Wouldn't you rather see them learn how to fight back and almost get there? No, or apparently get that's, close? that's too hot of a take. Too I, hot of a take to say that you would like your favorite hockey team to not give up. That's too hot of a take. <laughs> and they didn't last night. They got down 2 nothing. They could have buried their heads in the sand. Oh, woe is me. It's not our night. All these Jacket fans, by the way, that make excuses for this team. Why do you think they came out last night and played like that? Oh, just for themselves. Just, just for themselves? Internally, just they, personal that's pride? All they offer. Is that right? Yeah, that's, because they, they, that's what they are, Mike. They're pro athletes who come out and play for personal pride, except for when they don't. Then it's just, well, you can't blame them because it's hard to play in the NHL. These guys aren't stupid. Yeah. They, they read stuff. They listen to stuff. They watch stuff. All right. They played like that last night because they were embarrassed. They were embarrassed. And real fans should hold their sacks to the fire. And then yeah. maybe look, Brad Larson yelling at him, making him run gassers in practice. Clearly it's not working. Getting humiliated by the fan base. that's upset. I'll take some credit for it. I go ahead. Oh for yeah. 20 years for 20 years. I have heard things about that place. You're not going to believe the stories that I've been told by reputable people who have been in the building. I think it was probably 15, 16 years ago when the jackets were sucking like they usually do. And I had a, I guess, unusually harsh rant about them on the radio. Hmm. Someone that I know and trust who was in the building told me they had a picture of me taped to the glass at practice. <laughs> and I said at the time, whatever helps you, dude. Yeah. Whatever motivates you. If looking at me is going to make you go out there and not suck, then please look at a picture of me all day, every day. I will come to practice. I will stand there. You can look at me if you will put performances like that together. Yeah, I honestly don't know what the end game is for people who say I am thrilled when my team doesn't play to the even close to the level they're capable of last night. You saw the jackets play to the level they're capable of. Yes. And that should upset you even more. That's not going to win every single game. And in fact, they're probably going to lose still quite a few games giving even that effort last night. Although that was really nice to see. Well, Corpy pulled some saves out of his ass in that third period that were unbelievable. Down the stretch, the defense looked like this defense has looked right. I mean, they gave up some. Corpy bailed him out. Exactly. So I am happy that the Jackets found a way to do that, but we're not allowed to be mad when they don't even show a tenth of that in other games, that's we all want the same thing. I assume if you're a Jackets fan, I think at the end of the day, however you arrive there, you want to see this team eventually hoist a Stanley cup. So do I, so do you, Mike. So does Teddy. Teddy's you should hear him in the office. Teddy he says, Jackets. he says everything louder, like 10 times Stop louder it. than we do. He is just so Love angry, no. full of anger, but we all want to see this team win. So we're disappointed and frustrated when they go out and put out performances like they did the other night. Then you see last night, that's the effort I want every night. Whether it results in a win or a loss, I can understand the nuances of how professional sports work to know that sometimes you put out a good effort and it just isn't your night. Mm -hmm. But I need to see better effort every night from this team. And that's why we brought up Brad Larson. Because if, if you can't get that effort out of your guys every night, then maybe it's time for a different messenger in that room. And... 
good that they all responded last night, but let's check back in on them in two weeks. What are we, what are we preaching to? We're saying that we want the professional athletes to care and try. Yes. I, 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 I never understand this. We treat the amateurs like professionals in this town, and we treat the professionals like amateurs. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> the people who make money doing this, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You're right, but there's there's been people for years in this town who have had no problem calling out like, oh, this guy sucks for the Buckeyes. And it's like, oh, the sophomore guy who's still trying to get pit hair? Yeah, it is shocking that he doesn't quite well, know that, how to do this That yet. may be a whole different well, problem. You know what I mean. If you're in college, <laughs> you don't have any pit hair. <laughs> you know what I Jesus. mean. You know what I mean. And yeah, I know there's some guys on the jackets right now that are the same age as some of the Ohio State football and basketball players. I get that. But they are getting paid to do this. And they're and some of them, honestly, like Cole Sillinger ain't the problem. That dude Cole goes Sillinger out, needs pit hair. He plays hard. And I like to see that. Good. I'm glad he does. He, some of these veterans who are skating around with him, hopefully they're learning from him. But yeah, guys like Boone Jenner, you never have to worry about. Boone's playing great. That's good. You want to focus on just those guys? Fine. But it is frustrating when you are not surrounded. And I'm sure for those players, they tell you it is too, to not be surrounded by guys who seem to give a crap night in, night out. Common Man and T-Bone Weekend, celebrating all the award-winning material from the past week. Also celebrating Big Voice Guy being a pathological liar. Let's get back to the show. Baker Mayfield announces he is taking a break from social media. You know I love these grand announcements. Don't just not post for a while. Can't have that. Got to tell people. Well, I, I think I know why you hate them so much. It's the reason I don't like them. Is that this assumption that everyone's world will be crushed mm-hmm. if you don't post. And so to save humanity from its countless sleepless nights that will probably exist of going, why, why is there not a post on his Twitter feed? You're going to make the announcement ahead of time. And this is, again, not just Baker. The people who do this, it almost feels like they're saying, I know you're going to be broken up to know I'm not tweeting, but I have a good reason for it. Like You can just stop. You just don't have to post. It's okay. He says uh, he needs to focus on his family. Can't do that if you're posting. And he says that social media breaking news, toxic. Is so, it? Yeah. Is it toxic when your wife goes and tweets that like everybody else in your team should be as tough as you are? You just shut your whore mouth. Well, no. She like, is spreading she, joy is what she's doing. When she does that and tweet. Uh, now, again. Now, I that's wanna... what other people said. Not what she says. Oh, but she retweeted retweets it or reposted on Instagram. endorsements. That's what oh, I've been told. Okay. <laughs> okay. Remember that time that you yes. retweeted all those swastikas? Remember that? <laughs> then, yeah. I'm like, hey, Bo, what are you, a Nazi? He said, no, retweets, not endorsements. I don't actually remember doing that. I don't think no, that No, because he didn't do that because you're not terrible. Right. It's, it's kind of how that works. Yeah, all I know is you don't have to tell people when you're not going to post on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can just stop. You can just leave. He did say, though, because, you know, he wants to still be available for business purposes. He says you could then contact some other account. Oh, for right. If you want Baker to show up at your autograph store uh-huh. Are and we really sign some stuff. Are we saying that? So he said Twitter and social media and all that is too toxic. I need to get away. But if you want to pay me, I'm back. Like you just let me know when and where I'm, I'm back. back for you. Back for I'm you. not back for the mouth-breathing no, masses. No, but I'm saying Baker's, I mean, he every five seconds he's doing a commercial for 
you know, at home with Baker. And he's signed a pretty – he's getting $19 million this year regardless of how he plays. And you, you need to keep that – it's so toxic you've got to get off of it. And by the way, he's he is correct. Everyone is ever correct when they say social media is toxic. It is. Of course it is. I'm not advocating people – Tweeting no. Baker Mayfield threatening him in no, any that, way? That's that ridiculous. Is, that is all horrible and stupid, and no one should do it. It's all, yeah, social media is terrible. It's, especially when you're a celebrity, especially when you're someone as well-known as him, and especially when you're someone who, unfortunately, is not as good at what you were hyped up to be as Baker is. So that has to suck. I, I don't think it needs to be clarified that you don't want to be on social media because of all that. He's fully within his rights to get off of social media. But I guess what always bothers me with Baker is that he does the things he claims that everybody else does and shouldn't do, right? He claims social media is toxic and people who pay attention to the noise, well, they're just, you know, you got to get away from the noise. You don't need to listen to those people. But then, you know, a few months from now, he will be somehow involved in something with Colin Cowherd or Mary Kate Cabot or name your person where they've said something he doesn't like, and then he's going to go say something on social media about them like that. I, I think that's just wildly inconsistent and by all means, get off Twitter. Don't be on it. It's probably better for you, especially, but for everyone to not have to, that drama is not good, but I'm, I'm just saying, I don't know why that's a huge revelation that social media is toxic. We all know that. And unfortunately, Probably a lot of us are addicted to it, and that's why we keep going back, but it, it is toxic. Common Man and T-Bone Weekend. So Chris Mack is out at Louisville. We discussed it briefly yesterday. And people are saying that the Holt man is a candidate for the job. Now, well, look, we're Buckeye homers, I guess. But I tend to try, I, I try to be realistic. I don't, I don't necessarily see how that's a big step up from where he is. No, I, I know that like you, I tend to obviously think pretty highly of the Ohio State basketball job, but... You want to know why? Because it pays money. Well... Big-time money. I know, but I've seen people who have brought up the fact that, well, you go to Louisville, the ceiling there is the top step as you're cutting down the nets at the Final Four, and it's like, right, you can do that at Ohio State as well. You can say the frequency of that occurrence at Ohio State is different, but... Let's let's go back a little bit, right? We obviously know Thad got a team to the Final Four and yeah. was in the national championship game. So that's the most recent coach prior to Chris Holtman who was able to do that. But if you want to go back to the Randy Ayers you know, era, okay, but I'm just saying like, and right before that, right, with Jimmy Jackson and all those guys, was Randy Ayers was here when Jimmy was here, right? Yes. If I'm not yeah. mistaken, okay. That team every year, who were one of the reasons that team did not get to that height was not because they weren't any good, not because you couldn't recruit talent here, none of that. The reason that team, I don't believe, ever ascended to the level it could have gotten to in part was because you were going up against the Fab Five. You had like that, you don't think that factored in just a smidge to how Ohio State's success was at the time. I hate to admit it with Michigan, I can't stand them, but. To pretend like Ohio State has no history or could not get to that level, and only if you go to a quote-unquote blue blood like Louisville, because I guess since their football team has sucked for so long, we now just have to say, well, they're only a basketball school, so they must be better than Ohio State. I don't buy that. 
I think you have the same chance at Louisville as you do at Ohio State to get premier talent and to go big in the tournament and do good things. That's not that's not saying Ohio State's on the level, I don't think, of Kansas, Duke, or those other schools who, yes, are seen a little bit more as a perennial power. I think it's saying that Ohio State has the resources to get those players. And, yeah, Chris Holtman is is obviously talented enough. He could coach at any of these jobs if they gave him a chance. I hope that the motivation isn't there for him to go coach at Louisville versus Ohio State. Yeah, and I, I heard some people say to me yesterday, well, if he takes a job, I wouldn't blame him for doing it, and I would congratulate him. And All right, what are we doing here? Is it, I am not alone. I shouldn't be alone in thinking that Ohio State basketball is not a stepping stone job. If no. it is, then you have bigger problems. Well, I don't. you're right. I don't think it's about – it will not be about money. It would just be simply you think – you'd rather be coaching at Louisville than you would at Ohio State. Well, let, let's say everything's equal to. Let's say that uh, maybe he thinks that job is a little bit better. Is it worth leaving this job, right? Yeah. Is it worth leaving this job to go to Louisville, where obviously they, they're they coming off of a head coach they feel like did not reach expectations? Oh, and by the way, the NCAA has served you with a notice of allegations. There's that, too. That's not going away. That school will be punished. If you're Chris Holtman, why do you want to deal with that? Yeah, I mean, I, the only answer on that is why do you want to deal with the other headaches too? Like you've got Kentucky that every year you're going to battle in recruiting and otherwise, you know, whereas in, a, in, a, in the state of Ohio, yes, you have other schools like Xavier and Cincinnati and, and there's plenty of others that are trying to vie for some top talent. But Ohio State. I like how you just left out Dayton. Because you love may, to piss them I may, off. I may and have I, done that and on I approve of that, by the way. I may have done that on I purpose. I approve of it. Whatever. Bucky Bockhorn can come after me. That's <laughs> fine. Anyway, all I'm saying is I know that there are schools you vie with here, too. It's not quite the same as Louisville and Kentucky duking it out for recruits and for everything else, territory, all that stuff. I mean, if that job just holds more prestige for him or anyone else in Ohio State, I can't change their mind on that. But as far as what you actually, that, that's a feeling that is an emotional attachment. And I'm not blaming Chris Holtman. I don't even know if he feels that way, right? I'm saying anyone out there who looks at college basketball and says, well, I'd rather be at Louisville than Ohio State. All right, that's your call on that. And I can't change your mind. But as far as the actual what's going on day to day, what you physically have access to, the facilities here are as good as they're going to be anywhere. You have an alumni base that is going to be very supportive here. Yes, football is a huge thing that gets attention. That does not mean your program will not get it, will not have anybody paying attention to it. Does not mean you will not get the resources you need. And we've seen top talent has come here and you can get top talent to come and play at Ohio State. So I just don't feel like that is an answer that, oh, well, these other jobs are just infinitely better because they've got all this pedigree and years and years of history. Times are changing, man. Transfer portal is going to be a thing, too. Yeah, it is. You don't you go to Kansas for the first year because you think I'm going to Kansas to play for a legendary program, and then you sit the bench the whole year. Programs like Ohio State look really attractive all of a sudden. That's all I'm saying. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone Weekend. A glimpse of all the meaningless conversation from the past week. Oh, this is your lucky day. Now back to the stupid. ESPN is thinking about throwing a bunch of money at Al Michaels. Mm. We know, of course, they can't get rid of Al Michaels fast enough. His contract is up after the Super Bowl. And God's gift to broadcasting, Mike Tirico, just has to take over. I I still don't understand who in their right mind would prefer I'm talking just year to year one year at a time if you're looking at the future who's going to be there for 10 more years I get it's different but 
Al Michaels compared to Mike Tirico? There's oh, no comparison. There is no comparison. Mike Tirico is the man. <laughs> Al Michaels no, no, has no. done I nothing. Meant that the other way. Now, he is 77, 78 years old, but you know, I, I'm not shocked because we had heard that maybe he would go to Amazon and do the Thursday night package with Troy Aikman. He has said that he wants to keep broadcasting. He doesn't want to retire. ESPN, of course, is in perpetual flux with their Monday night crew. And I know Steve Levy's been in the job for a couple of years now. I don't think he's any good. He's a fine broadcaster. I like him doing things. He's just not a play-by-play guy. No, he's, Al he's a fine sports center anchor and, and studio desk guy is what I think he would be much better at than calling games. Yes, Al Michaels would give you instant credibility. I still think he's a competent broadcaster at this point in his career. But he has gone on the record in the past saying he would absolutely never work for a network with four letters in the name. Right, because he's not going to work for it. He doesn't want, that's his way of, you know, I don't want to work for a cable channel. Yes, I'm, I'm big time. The, I'm well, on broadcast TV. But Someone might have gotten to Al in the last however long it's been since he said that and said, hey, uh, there's a chance you might be working for a shipping company. So pick your battle. Like, if you go work well, for they, Amazon, They right? may get to Al and say, hey, that four-letter stuff for the shipping company, they're going to pay you $15 million next year. Well, that's, I'm just saying, though, the game has changed a little bit from when it's like, I'm not getting off network TV. It's like, well, I don't know if you know this, but a company that ships light bulbs and toilet paper to your house is also going to be shipping some really good NFL games to you. So, yeah. And they're going to pay out the wazoo. The richest guy in the world is the guy who started that company. So if you want the paycheck... They might be the ones to go to. And if not, Disney owns ESPN. So they, too, have lots of money and might pay you a lot of money to do that thing. Al Michaels gives hope to all of us. All of us that maybe don't eat what we should eat, look after our diet. Al Michaels is 77 years old. He eats steak every single day of the week. For oh, dinner. Yeah. He does not like vegetables, does not eat them. He goes to a steakhouse. Every night of the week for his dinner. Wow. Well, at this point, he's probably just saying nothing's happened yet. 77. But he's he's done it the whole time. Yeah. This isn't something he's picked up in the last couple of years. No, I'm saying, but why would you stop now? The doctor's like, hey, I, you know, I know this has gone okay for you so far, but you never know. He's saying, well, I'm 77 and I'm fine now. I've lived a good life. Maybe that's the way he feels too, is I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. And if, if that's curtains for me at the end of enjoying myself then oh well i've enjoyed my life when my grandfather got into his 90s before he died we'd go over there and his his wife had died you know 15 years before yeah right so he lives by himself and all he did all day was eat ice cream and drink cheap wine that was all he did and my father would just yell at him you got to take better care of yourself and i would look at my father and say he's 92 years old if he, if he can't do it, then when can you do he's it? He's got nothing. He's not the type of grandfather that puts you on the knee and reads you a story. He hates the world, like me. <laughs> well, he should come he's by crotchety. <laughs> if he wants to eat ice cream and drink wine all day, it's fine. He's not driving. We took the car keys away. Well, I'm just he saying. can't go anywhere. When you're 92 and it's like, hey, you should really work some kale into your diet. I'm 92. I got to this. Leave me alone. Nothing quite prepares you, though. <laughs> You know, you get to be a certain age, you you see things. You lose control of some faculties. Sure. Remember, I went over there to see how he was doing, and he was sitting in the recliner that he always, he like slept in that thing. Okay. Never went up to the bed, just lived in the recliner. recliner. Yeah. And I went in there and just 
Old man Zazichi just hanging out. Oh, right there. Just left it out there, huh? Just left it out mm. for me to see. Did you have to let him know? Or did I you just yes, turn I said, and leave. What are we doing here? Oh, I didn't know anybody was coming. Oh, I see. All right. Well, I'm here now. Can you put it back? Why? Well, he was old. I don't think he was playing with it. Maybe he no, was. I just no, but needed it's, some air. Maybe it's out. Yeah, right. I get. It. Old dog's got to eat. Anyway. Just let it, let it get out and run around a little bit. But stop and put it back in the doghouse. How are you feel about the biathlon? The uh, cross country skiing, skiing and then shooting, you shoot a shoot a laser, whatever it is now. Oh, they don't have real bullets. No, I don't. They know. got rid of. I would hope not. I don't. I don't know. Out there shooting live ammo. Someone's got to score this, right? Are we doing that now? I don't know. Yikes! <laughs> Wrong day. But I hope not. I hope we're not <laughs> loaded weapons out there just <laughs> skiing around. I, Teddy, look and see if the guns are. loaded. I think they even for like pistol and stuff. They don't even shoot real bullets now. The, like the actual shooting sports, they well, they do they, like a. I want to see real bullets. I think they're shooting a like a dig, there's a digital. <laughs> Shooting a digital thing. That's almost what I said. I think that's how that works. I think we should have dueling in the Olympics. <laughs> like Old West. Du- Aaron Burr and Alexander <laughs> Hamilton. That's right. Make it happen. Real guns, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that uh, will really weed out some people. You're right. I don't think you're going to have a lot of competitors for that. But guess I bet what? your liver guy will do it. Oh, the liver king, dude? L- yeah. Liver king. Oh, God, that guy. Stop showing me things on the internet. I never see things <laughs> unless you show them to me. Because I hate humanity enough. I don't need to look at more idiots on the internet. You don't want to watch a guy, like, do 50 shot glasses of egg yolks no. before breakfast? No. How many followers does Liver King have? Oh, like, millions. All right. There's a lot of people Okay, following this psychopath. I think he smells. He's, I'm sure he does. Teddy, are the guns loaded or not? Come on. So far, it looks like they're using uh, 22 calibers uh, you know, for the ammunition. Really? Oh, so they got real, real ammo Real bullets there. out there, huh? That's what I'm seeing so far. Yeah, All right, I, I'm well, not 100 percent positive, but it looks like that's what they're using. Okay. All right. I want to add. I want to make it a third. I want to add a third thing. I know that would be triathlon, but bear with me. I say instead of shooting a target, we have like whatever whatever region of the country you're in, whatever animal is there that is used for food, mm-hmm. right? Like we have a lot of deer around here. People eat venison. All right. Maybe moose. Well, caribou. I'm saying. Take you have to take you you cross country ski out to the place there you have to you have to bring back something mm-hmm. that you've killed and you have to bring it back on your back while skiing. What if it's one of your other competitors? No, 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 no an animal. You got got Bill on his you back. Bring an animal. He killed Bill, and then you can feed like the I don't know feed a homeless shelter with the meat, and, uh, and there you go. There's a little positive humanity thing coming right, out of that. I like that. I'm saying let's add, let's add that into it, because I guess what that was initially called in my research I was doing today for this game show, they said that sport, biathlon, was actually called, like, it wasn't snow patrol, but that's what it made me think of. Something along <laughs> the lines of patrolmen or something, where they it was more like this is what people in the military had to do. They would go out in the snow and carry a gun, and then they had to shoot targets, and they'd ski back. And so that was the genesis of that sport. Now it's just biathlon. They do this. But, yeah, I say throw it, throw a – maybe it's like a sack of sand or something to simulate that you have shot an animal and bring that back. Oh, so you don't want the actual animal. You could. But if let's say maybe they – you know, maybe you got somebody who's vegan who's like, I'm a biathlon person. I'm not ready to shoot animals. All right, fine. Then then you get a sack of sand you have to drag back. But it weighs like 80 pounds. You got to bring it maybe back. Maybe what you do – 
What was that bad Stone Cold Steve Austin movie called where he was on an island? The Condemned? The Condemned, all, right. It's called All of Them. Where they just, they let prisoners free oh, God, on this yes. island. I remember. And they're, they're hunted. They're hunted. Well, so maybe yes. what they should do is they let like some convicted terrorists free convicted in the woods. Terrorists. Well, you don't want suspected terrorists. You want, you know, right. convicted, they're guilty. You throw them out in the woods and have Liver King go out and hunt hunt the terrorists. That's, he, he's all about hunting. That's his thing. Simulated hunts. You bring back a so terrorist you're, you're saying, before all your other people. You're saying you, you win. You would fight terrorism with more terrorism. That's a bold strategy. Well, they're, they're bad people. <laughs> all right. So you go and we... you get them again. And you know what? If, right. the, if the convicted terrorist escapes... No. Without getting hunted Why by Liver we? King. Well, Why? then he's out. He's Why out. Why would you take the risk? No. He's out. That's stupid. You got to give him a chance, Why? Bone. No, you don't. We No, the chance was don't be a terrorist. We've caught you being a terrorist. You're going to jail. Common Man and T-Bone. Catch the live experience weekdays from 3 to 6 and listen on demand at 971thefan.com. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But... We have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too, would be bald. If I don't, if I didn't take these pills every single day, <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now yeah. for almost 20 years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs> I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh richard jefferson I wanted, richard I jefferson yes. uh maybe i don't remember it's one of the bald re- guys that does espn broadcast whatever and so richard jefferson is obviously shaved head this guy also shaved head you know probably trying to forestall the inevitable and melissa's like wow man everybody's just you know out here not embracing their baldness and i'm like you're i i too shave like i don't let it grow long i don't have like the you know coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. Need a different look, and you can't shave it all the way. No, you I, can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You, thanks. you would. I, you would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like that makes you. Yeah, but don't you just stop? What it am now. I supposed to do? I'm bald. Like I just. You have that look to you. A fat white guy. There's bald. No, there are other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have like shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing. That's a whole nother level. Like Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's 
going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it, even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell racist well, at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down. Then is it okay where it is now? Because oh, I just want, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. Like every other fat soccer loving yes, guy. Good. Right I, now. Don't, <laughs> I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends, because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something.